before all of this, what was your life look like before all credentials? Yep. Hello and welcome to Hello Femtech, the podcast that features femtech changemakers across the globe creating changes and improving the lives of women. With your two hosts, I'm Kompik Liu from Design Angel and my co-host Ari Shashek from Sikolovia. Oh my gosh, I've had a lot of jobs. I've had like 13 different jobs. Most of them, the through line was marketing. So I worked in like marketing in the restaurant industry for a long time. So like the culinary industry has always had part of my heart. But I've like, I've been a hula dancer. I mean, I've been a baker. I've like, I've had so many jobs and I am a really big proponent for like having those other jobs or having other hobbies and skill stacking. And so I consider myself a multi-potentialite, which is someone who just kind of dives into things and gets to a certain level of mastery and then moves on. And I think that when you have skills and knowledge from multiple industries, you can kind of combine them to create something interesting and unique. And so I guess the best example I can give here is if I didn't have that experience from the baking and culinary industry and using a spatula to scoop cake batter, this company would not exist. Wow. 13 jobs before. Honestly, that is a lot. But hey, all of these come together and now you're, you know, building awkward essentials. I do kind of want to go back and, you know, touch on the items you mentioned earlier about your company will live and die because of its brand. Right now, that makes me really curious because obviously Pick has helped a lot of Femtech um, founders and brand helping them with their brand. And I think branding for me as well is very much important. It's like, you know, the foundation of who you are as a business and as a company so that you have alignment with your ideal target audience. Right. So I'm curious, what were your branding process look like in the beginning of building Awkward Essentials? I can't say it was too formal because I was just by myself figuring it out. But when I say our brand is my personality on the internet, I pretty much mean it because like all the copy I wrote, like came straight from the last pitch that I did. I mean, one of the jobs that I had was as a photographer. So like the initial photography on the website came from me. So I, because our brand identity was my personality. It was just translating that into visuals. Nice. I think that is the simpler, how do I say this, like approach, right? Especially when you bootstrap, uh, bootstrapping a company and then you finally get to the point where you actually have this funds from the investor. Now that you are at the stage though, would you have, well, I'm assuming that you already have a lot of people in your team by now, but how would the brand messaging, right? Because it is basically from your personal brand. How would that now get translated into, well, the brand as a whole, as the company who is currently growing and scaling? So we did work with a branding agency to put together a brand book and like redo our website and clean things up a little bit. Um, and so what was interesting is when we worked with this big branding agency, we I spent time with them. I told them who I was, sent them my wedding video, like just so they could get a sense of who I am since I am the brand and we root everything in my personal story so much. 
And um, it was it was really tough. Um, for whatever reason, they kept wanting to read into things further or go into like, like lean very feminist or lean very sex positive, which inherently as a brand, we are sex positive. We are pretty, I mean, like it's, we are feminist, but it's not the message that we want to lead with. So um, it wasn't easy, but I think because our personality is so strong, we tend to attract people who understand it because if someone didn't, they would probably be offended. Um, so our, so our team, we're pretty small right now as we scale and grow my answer might change because I think it would be, it's going to get a little bit more difficult, but because we're fairly small, everyone we have internally is pretty much in line and they understand our humor and our brand because they wouldn't work here. Um, I guess the other thing that I do want to add is that in my personal experience, it was really important. I'm sorry, that's my Alexa. It was really important to root the product in my personal story because when you're dealing with taboo topics or femtech people i don't know they get uncomfortable and so the way in which we were able to like ease the room was just to say like hey this is my issue and just leave it at that we didn't say x percentage of women go through this or x percentage of women go through that because i found that when i was doing that people felt like i was accusing them of having this issue so we pitched it very untraditionally Thanks for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting app and get notified the moment a new episode comes out. Halo Femta is an initiative by Sikalovia and Design Angel. Thank you to Pashel Tashi for producing and editing this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor by rating and reviewing our show on the podcast. It will help us grow the show and make future episodes even better. If you want to connect with other changemakers that we feature in our podcast, go to our website, halofemtech.com, and join our community. You'll find helpful resources and industry events. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.